Today on a middle-aged woman's menopausal journey, we're going to be talking about sore breasts and weight gain. Stay tuned. Changing levels of the hormones estrogen and progesterone are the usual cause of breast pain during perimenopause and menopause. As you enter perimenopause, estrogen and progesterone levels rise and fall in unpredictable patterns before starting to taper off. The spikes in hormone levels can affect breast tissue, making your breasts hurt. Breast soreness should improve once your periods stop and your body no longer produces estrogen. If you take hormone therapy to treat menopause symptoms, you may continue to have sore breasts. Breast soreness related to perimenopause will likely feel different from the soreness you may have felt at other times in your life. Menstrual breast pain usually feels like a dull ache in both breasts. It often occurs right before your period. Breast pain during perimenopause is more likely to feel like burning or soreness. You may feel it in one breast or both breasts. Not all women experience breast discomfort in the same way. The pain may feel sharp, stabbing, or throbbing. The same hormones that cause overall breast soreness during perimenopause may also lead to tender or sensitive areas within your breasts. Other signs that you're in perimenopause include Hot flashes, irregular periods, night sweats, vaginal dryness, loss of interest in sex or less pleasure from sex, trouble sleeping, or mood changes. If you don't think your breast soreness is due to perimenopause, consider a visit to your doctor. You should also consult your doctor if you have additional symptoms, such as clear, yellow, bloody, or pus-like discharge from the nipple, increase in breast size, redness of the breast, changes in the appearance of the breast, fever, and chest pain. These symptoms could be a sign of a more serious condition. For example, chest pain could be a sign of a heart condition. Your doctor can help determine if your breast soreness is hormonal or if another condition might be causing your symptoms. Your breast soreness may be related to menopause or it could be a symptom of another condition. Your risk of having breast soreness is higher if you take certain medicines such as selective serotonin reputake inhibitors or SSRIs, diuretics, digitalis preparations, methyl dopa or spironolactone also called aldactone. Experience a breast infection have a cyst in your breast or cysts in your breasts, have a fibroadenoma or a non-cancerous lump in the breast, wear a poorly fitting bra, especially one with an underwire, or gain weight or have large breasts. Though rare, breast cancer can cause breast soreness. Most breast pain isn't due to cancer. 
However, finding a lump in your breast that is accompanied by pain is stressful and causes worry. So see your doctor to find out the next steps of evaluation. There are non-cancerous conditions that can cause breast lumps and soreness. Your doctor can order tests to find out what is causing the problem. Once you have a diagnosis, you and your doctor can take steps to treat your pain. For breast soreness due to perimenopause, you have a few pain relief options, over-the-counter and prescription treatments. You should talk to your doctor about whether medication could help relieve your breast pain. Consider asking about over-the-counter relievers, such as ibuprofen or Advil, Motrin IB, or acetaminophen, also called Tylenol. Some people turn to natural remedies, such as vitamins for relief. Popular, item, popular options include B vitamins, vitamin E, evening primrose oil, which contains omega-6 fatty acids that may help with breast pain, omega-3 fatty acids like flax seeds or fish oil supplements and acupuncture. Research doesn't support these alternative treatments, but some women claim they help. If you take any medications, regularly consult your doctor before trying a supplement. Some natural products can interact with other drugs. A few simple strategies may help relieve breast soreness without the potential side effects of medicines or herbal remedies. Always wear a supportive bra, especially when you work out. Place a heating pad on your breasts or take a warm shower. Limit items that contain caffeine, such as coffee and chocolate, since some women find caffeine makes the soreness worse and don't smoke. You can also ask your doctor whether any of the medicines you take might be causing your breast soreness. Your doctor can let you know whether switching to a different drug or dosage might help. If your breast soreness is due to a transition into menopause, it will likely go away once your periods stop. Most breast pain isn't a sign of a serious medical condition, but if your pain doesn't improve with self-treatment or you have other symptoms, take the time to get medical advice. Talking to your doctor may help you find out if your breast soreness is related to menopause or another condition. I'm going to share an article titled, The Secret to Combating Perimenopausal Weight Gain. Stick to whole grains and greens, stay hydrated, and exercise. This is by an author by the name of Liz Socelli. It was published July 8, 2020 on the healthywomen.org website. For most of my mother's life, she was able to keep to a healthy weight with little effort, but perimenopause changed that. She was surprised to see that she was gaining weight. My mom wasn't alone in this. Weight gain during perimenopause is a concern for a lot of women. So I reached out to Dr. Barb Dupree, director of the Women's Midlife Services at Holland Hospital and a member of Healthy Women's Women's Health Advisory Council to find out how to manage this concern. The approach to weight maintenance in the menopause transition doesn't sound much different than other times, generally speaking said Dupree, but the effort required is increased. How perimenopause impacts weight gain. During perimenopause, which typically starts around age 40, 
your estrogen levels start to fluctuate. So your body starts to look for an estrogen replacement and finds one in fat, which produces estrone, the weakest version of the type of the three types of estrogen, which also include estradiol and estriol. Fat is a source of estrogen, Dupree said. So the body is very efficient in providing a replacement. The result is that the body deposits fat very readily, especially in the midsection. Food and nutritional supplements can't replace estradiol, the strongest of the three forms of estrogen. The only way to get it back is with hormone replacement therapy, which comes with some health risks. Dupree pointed out that losing estrogen already increases your risk of developing heart disease and type 2 diabetes, and adding weight gain to that just makes your risks greater. Entering the menopause transition or perimenopause at an ideal body weight is very important in reducing the likelihood of having a chronic disease in menopause. What to eat and why? The first thing women should do is take a look at the foods that make up their diet. Many factors influence how a person's body responds to different foods and dietary patterns, such as genetics, underlying health conditions, weight history, gut bacteria, and more, said Emily A. Callahan, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and member of Healthy Women's Women's Health Advisory Council. That said, some research has examined how certain foods may contribute to weight gain. A 2011 study from Harvard University confirmed what most people already knew. Starchy foods such as French fries and potatoes, refined grains like cereal and cookies, and sugary drinks lead to increased weight gain. That doesn't mean that these foods have to be completely avoided, but it's a good idea to limit how often you eat them and keep portion sizes small if you do, Callahan said. Dietary patterns that emphasize whole grains, fruits, and vegetables seem to protect against weight gain. Callahan says it's a good idea to check out the USDA's dietary guidelines for Americans and the American Heart Association for suggestions on what to eat. Both emphasize plant-based foods including fruit, legumes, nuts, whole grains, plus lean protein and fish. One of the key messages from the dietary guidelines is to make half of your plate fruits and veggies, which I think is an easy visceral clue that can help people reap all the benefits of these foods, Callahan said. Dupree recommends trying the Mediterranean diet, which emphasizes healthy fats like monounsaturated fat found in olive oil. Pardon me. And omega-3 fatty acids common in salmon. Stay hydrated. Perimenopause and menopause also come with a surprising side effect, dehydration. One study found that changes in estrogen levels can impact women's ability to regulate fluids. It takes more time for their bodies to replenish fluids, putting them at higher risk for dehydration. Since up to 60% of the human body is water, it's crucial to stay hydrated. Water helps regulate body temperature, keeps joints lubricated, and delivers nutrients to cells, among other important functions. It also plays a role in weight gain. The energy provided by water helps the body burn fat. 
One way that water may help with weight is by reducing liquid calorie intake when water is substituted for calorie-containing beverages such as soft drinks, juice, punch, or sweetened teas and coffees, Callahan said. Plain water is best, but if you get tired of that, try seltzer or sparkling water without added sweeteners or add slices of fresh fruit to your water, Callahan said. Foods such as fruits, vegetables, and soup can also help supplement water intake. Be wary of weight loss supplements. If you search the internet for perimenopause weight loss, you'll get a bunch of ads for supplements, but buyer beware. Many of them can promise more than they can deliver. Callahan advises checking the National Institute of Health's Office of Dietary Supplements and the Food and Drug Administration's Dietary Supplement Ingredient Advisory List to better understand what ingredients are being used. The supplement industry is relatively loosely regulated and women should do their homework and talk to their health care provider before trying a supplement to support weight loss, Callahan said. Stay active. While changing your diet can help with weight gain, it's also important to exercise. Diet and nutrition matter a great deal, but caloric restriction is only sustainable for so long and can only get you so far, Dupree said. Exercise is the key to not only weight management, but cardiovascular health, improvements in mood and sleep, and bone health. There is no one-size-fits-all exercise routine, but the Mayo Clinic recommends aerobic activity, strength training, stretching, and stability and balance exercises for women of menopausal age. The Centers for Disease Control recommends adults up to age 64 do at least 150 minutes of moderate exercise such as a brisk walk per week and two days per week of strength training. It's always a good idea to consult your health care provider before beginning a new exercise routine. Exercising is a big investment but well worth it when you look at paving the way ahead for the next 30 to 40 years, Dupree said. Investing in yourself is critical and finding the time and energy to prioritize for your own needs must rise in the to-do list. The secret to becoming healthier is to make changes you can live with over the long haul. You don't have to give up carbs and sugar completely and run an entire marathon. You just need to take that first step. My social media recommendation for the week is paramenopausehub.com. They have an Instagram page, a Facebook page, and a website. This is especially for women that are entering perimenopause. So this is the 35 and up crowd. Um, Information specifically garnered towards the perimenopausal group. Very helpful. The resources that I used today were from Healthline.com and HealthyWomen.org. Um, I don't have any rants. I don't have any commentary on um, what's going on in the world um, lately. But I would suggest that if you don't watch the news, you stay abreast of what's going on. Um, a lot of different things are happening. It's been rainy all week where I am. And I've been kind of sleepy. Because rain makes me sleepy. (laughs) 
Um, I'm getting ready to take a nap right now. I have a long day today for work, so I want to get a little nap in before I begin my work day. So I wanted to make sure I publish this podcast before I take this nap. Thank you all so much for joining me on my menopausal journey. Um, Have a wonderful day and be blessed. Oh, and next week, I think we're going to be talking about, let me see, I doubled the subjects this week as promised. So, ho, 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 this might be a two or three parter. This is changes in libido. Oh, I have so many resources about this. So many experiences. This is going to be a good one. So I'm looking forward to it. So I'll see y'all next Wednesday. We're going to talk about changes in libido. Thank y'all so much again for sharing um, with me. Y'all be blessed. Have a great week. Goodbye.